Hi, everybody. Welcome to Two Teachers on a Train. I am Melanie Eisen. I'm Shira Lowenstein, and we actually have a guest here with us today. Woohoo! Our guest today is our branding specialist champion, go-to for making us look amazing. If any of you were at the lucky enough to come to the Prisma conference a few weeks ago in Chicago, you might have noticed all the beautiful signage around and that you always knew which direction you were supposed to go in and where you were going to go and what Prisma is all about. And that is because of our friend Donna Van Samick. Hi, Donna. Hi, guys. I'm really blushing here. Wow. <laughs> That's you. awesome. Donna has been worked with us at the YU School Partnership and now continues to work with us at Prisma. And today, our um, topic is marketing your classroom and marketing you, our friends, the teachers. And Donna's going to pipe in today to help us out on w- how to do that and why it's important to do that. Um, Donna's available for consultations also, and um, most recently has helped me choose colors within my home. <laughs> so if I had had her around when I was creating the culture and atmosphere in my classroom, um, it would have been a tremendous service and help. But before we get to the nitty gritty, what are you guys reading? Um, I can start. This is Shira. I am reading a book. It's actually part of a trilogy. It's the third book in the trilogy. It's called Ashes. And it's by Lori House Anderson, um, and it takes place it it takes place in the late 1700s in America, and it's from the perspective of two slaves. the The trilogy takes uh, the perspective of two different slaves uh, who are children, and it's a young adult uh, fiction historical fiction trilogy. And my son and I are reading it together. Um, and it started out as a competition to see who could finish it first, but he finished the book before I started it. So um, it's great. I highly recommend it. It really takes the the whole Revolutionary War um, theme from a totally different perspective, which has been really interesting for me. What are you reading, awesome. Donna? I am going back to a classic from 2011. I'm reading Simon Sinek's Start With Why. I am just so obsessed with Simon. Um, we're on a first name basis, but uh, he just, I think it started because I was very intrigued by his accent because he's from, he was raised in the Hong Kong and South Africa and London. So he just sounds really interesting to listen to. And he has this whole movement that he started about starting with why. And um, it started because he was really unhappy and unfulfilled in his career, even though he was, he owned his own business. And he asked himself why, and it just snowballed from there. So um, I'm just finding it really fascinating. I love him too. He's just so good. He is good. He has such good messages. Yeah. Follow him on Instagram. I will. Well, I don't do Instagram, but I'll follow him on everything else. I am reading Which One Doesn't Belong? Um, So I, to all our loyal listeners, you might not know this about me, but I am obsessed with children's books and continue to buy them, even though my own children are way older than the ages when we used to snuggle up and read together. And I'm no longer teaching in the kindergarten, but this one just spoke to me. It's called Which One Doesn't Belong by Christopher Danielson. And it's called a shapes book. And basically on every page, there are four shapes. And the goal is to have a math discussion or discussion about which one, if you had to choose one that doesn't belong, which one would you say? 
And interestingly enough, when I got it, my 16-year-old had just come home and he brought the uh, my favorite box, the Amazon Prime box, up to my office, and we opened it up together and spent the next 20 minutes reading this children's book. And it has inspired me to rethink some of the ways that I talk to teachers and how I can help teachers understand how conversation, even if there is no right answer, can really bring about amazing um, discoveries within your classroom. But today is really about the the space within your classroom, the physical space in your classroom, um, and, 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 and what, and what, and what marketer for your students and for the school as a whole. So Donna, what were some of your first thoughts when we asked you this question? Uh, my first thought was how do I make marketing, the idea of marketing less intimidating? Because I think that the whole we hear a lot like, oh, you are your own brand or a teacher might hear your classroom is your brand. And it sounds a little bit esoteric, I think, and jargony if you're not in the business. Um, so I was thinking about how, how do you break it down into something that's more manageable because teachers have a million things going on and marketing themselves is probably not on the priority, um, a priority for them. So um, that's... That's where my train of thought started, and it actually um, it actually took some interesting turns for me because I just as I started thinking about it, um, my thoughts evolved into this idea that it comes down to what feelings do you want to create for your students, um, and so that's that's how I would distill the idea of using your classroom to create your brand is what feelings do you want your students to walk away with at the end of the day, at the end of a year, at the end of five years, you know, when they look back at your, at your classroom and at their experience in your classroom. Right. And Donna, when you and I spoke, um, you, uh, when I heard, you know, when Melanie and I first started thinking about marketing your classroom, I actually was thinking about collaborating with other teachers and how to sell your classroom to others and not necessarily sell it like so that they'll buy it, but sell it so that you're learning from each other and creating that public uh, community. And something that jumped to my mind was um, there's a great video on teacher timeout. It's on a teaching channel and we'll post it in the show notes. But the idea of a teacher timeout is sort of a, it's a riff on teacher rounds where a whole bunch of teachers come to your classroom and um, they sit with the kids and listen to the to the lesson and they can sort of, you know, like a la Zach Morris call timeout. You remember that in, in the uh, Save by the Bell? Freeze. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Freeze. And then they have this monologue, but they actually have a conversation. Instead of having a monologue like Zach, they have a conversation with the teacher who's leading the classroom. So a student might make a comment and the teacher in the audience will hear something different than the teacher at the, who's leading the, the classroom. And so she says timeout and she says, well, what I heard Sarah say is this is that true Sarah and and it sort of makes this open dialogue for the for the kids and they do talk in the video they talk about the student's perspective and how um it it doesn't really alter the flow of the lesson it 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 actually enhances the experience of the kids um but also something that you and I talked about was the print and I'm I'm curious to hear more about that because that is so not my area of expertise. Um, and as a teacher, I think that that was a weakness of mine, you know, making the print visually stimulating for everybody and organized enough. So how, right. what's your advice for teachers on that? So I think if you're, if you're thinking about the classroom experience as a whole, 
then it's about looking at different ways to infuse interest and fun and the print in terms of, you know, let's say the format of a test or a quiz or a worksheet or, um, or the, um, the print materials that you hang on the walls, things like that. Those are little elements that could just spark so much joy in your students and just create just a better experience. So um, you don't have to be a graphic designer in order to create really cool materials. There are so many websites out there. My favorite is canva.com and they have a million and one templates that are so easy to use. And, um, and I think that, I haven't been a student in a long time, but imagine if you give a handout to a student and it has a really cool design and fun pictures and an interesting font. It, it's, there's this element of surprise and delight that just will take the, the learning in a whole different direction. Donna, that is so awesome. That's so amazing. And I, I can't imagine that it would take very long for a teacher to be able to do this, right? No, actually, once you get the hang of it, it becomes kind of therapeutic <laughs> you just get lost in your design and you become a little bit competitive with yourself like how can I create an even better design and um and th these templates are just so quick and easy to use because they're already built for you so you just put in you just put in whatever text and whatever picture you want and um and save it as a pdf and print Awesome. Maybe what we could do is in our show notes, we'll definitely refer to the canva.com, but I wonder if also we could create a Google Doc of some examples of what that could look like sure. so the teachers can see, you know, um, upcoming ideas of what to do. I used to, in the kindergarten, I used to go to um, Staples and buy whatever was last year's stationery and put it out for the kids in the morning so that even if you're just doing some writing or something like that, just having an interesting writing tool to use often sparks creativity in the kids kids too. What about the, um, the physical space of a classroom? You know, one of my favorite things to do is if a teacher says to me, uh, Melanie, can you come on in and take a look at how my classroom is arranged? It's like a classroom makeover. They don't really have that on um, HGTV as far as I know, but I think it would be awesome. There is actually a website called Classroom Cribs, and it was a Classroom Cribs challenge. I don't know if they did it this year, but they've done it the last few years where teachers show their before and after of their classrooms. What, what do you think when you walk into a space, what do you find inviting when you walk in? Definitely colors are the first thing that I notice. Um, that, that brings so much happiness um, to a classroom. Why I was at JCDS recently in Boston, that's where I live, and they had, um, a, I think it was an eighth grade classroom, they had desks and it was set up in a traditional way, but then there was a big comfy armchair in the corner. Mm. And I thought that was just so cool. Like a student would go in the middle of class and just sit in the armchair and, and relax. And it really gave this feeling of like, this is a place of learning, but this is also a place where you should feel comfortable. And um, I, I think back to when I was in the fifth grade and none of the classrooms um, at my school were decorated except for one that was my fifth grade social studies teacher um she decorated her classroom completely in garfield uh, i don't know if you remember garfield the cat and it's funny because none of us were really interested in garfield that wasn't the cool thing at the time but it created this sense of coziness and um and openness that just 
I don't remember anything I learned in that class, but I just remember going back to how I started with what I felt. And that was just like my guard was down and I felt more open to learning and excited about it. Hmm. Very um, cool. Sometimes you walk into a classroom and there is just stuff everywhere, right? There's like mm-hmm. things hanging. I've seen teachers hang like um, laundry lines with like thing with student work hanging in the middle of the classroom where you have to duck to get under them. And I'm wondering um, about this less is more because when, when I've seen spaces designed that are bright and inviting, I mean, I, I had a, we called it the coffee corner in my classroom where we had, um, so I had a little sofa and I had a, like all these different cozy chairs and a rocking chair and all sorts of different alternative seating. Um, but But at the same time, I was really, I didn't want the kids to be, you know, looking around at all times. I kind of wanted them to be focused on what they were. So I think that there is, there is a distinction between um, bright, inviting, and then overwhelming. Right. And I think every great interior decorator would tell you that design is a process and you accumulate things over time and, um, and to carefully edit the things that are in the space because you don't want to have too much clutter. Um, you don't, you don't want to have any clutter actually. You don't want, um, you don't want the walls to be fighting with you. And, um, you know, the, I always say that teachers are selling something, you know, they're selling learning or they're selling, like they're selling a joy of learning. They're selling information, they're selling something and the currency is um, the children's attention span. So you don't want to give that up to the, to the surrounding walls and tchotchkes. Um, you want it to feel um, kind of peaceful. And, um, and so be, be mindful of that when decorating your classroom. Right. I, that is such an amazing thing that you just said, Donna. And it's interesting that um, walking into classrooms, sometimes the teachers are prepared for, you know, at the beginning of the school year for Rosh Hashanah, and they're also prepared for Pesach. And it's kind of like, you know, they eventually are going to get to it. I'm like, yeah, but you're not doing it right now. Right. So what, when you walk in, your classroom should be an advertisement of who's sitting in that classroom. Not that it could be 1975 and then I would be sitting in that classroom as a student. Right. right. And, and what it is you want the kids to be focused on, just as you said, right then and there for that week or so and have it really belong to them and not to the classrooms that were there previously. Um, the other thing is that I've learned also from our Ati Denu people who are part of the Prisma family is that we are all ambassadors to the school. Your classroom is one of those ambassadors. So when you're thinking about your school as a whole and the message that you want to convey about the school, your classroom is one of those spaces that potential families and students will be visiting and it might not be on your radar as a priority for sure, but it is part of the total package. Right. And something that I've seen in a bunch of classrooms that I really loved is um, a lot of classrooms will have a mantra or a statement of some sort on the wall, really prominently um, plastered on there. And um, I think we see this in shuls as well um, over the ark where the Torah is, where there will be some sort of um, biblical or um, some Torah statement that is meant to focus a person when they look at it. And I think that that's really a great thing to have also. If you think about it, what's the mission statement of your classroom or what do you want your students to be reminded of when they walk in every time? 
uh, that's something that could really set the tone for your classroom and not compete with you. That's perfect. I love that. That That's also, we, we had that in our classroom and I, I kind of forgot about it until now. Um, all the teachers at the beginning of the year, everybody who taught the kids came up with a theme that was going to span all of our curriculum. It was a really big idea. Uh, and then we all could refer to it and it, it, it was in the front of our classroom and it really was the place where where students and and the best moment for a student or for a teacher is when a student looks and says oh and they like make that connection to whatever you're learning to that big idea and that big statement and, and um it's it you know it really helps to tie back what what your purpose is and what your right agenda and that's is. that's essentially creating a brand and create using your brand to create a community within your classroom I love um, how Seth Godin talks about the idea of creating tribes and a tribe is a group of people who are unified by an idea um, that gets them to say people like us do things like this. And it's, it's subtle in a lot of ways. um, But I think that having, having that element in the classroom of some sort of idea, unifying idea that brings everyone together. And it's something that, children and students and adults can go back to over and over again. Like this is what brings us together when we're in this classroom. Right. Seth Godin is very responsive classroomy because that's that. And responsive classroom is something that Melanie and I work a lot with, um, in te- with teachers and schools creating this classroom community. And, uh, that's exactly what it's about. Right. I think also it's not just about convincing the teachers, but convincing our school leaders, too, that a classroom that is not decorated from top to bottom and is, you know, does not mean that there isn't learning going on there, there, quite the opposite. And many a time I visited a school and they take me to sort of their flagship classrooms and you almost want to take a step back because there's so much going on in that classroom. And I don't mean by the activity of the students. I mean, the walls are, are just overrun. There's nowhere to look that doesn't have a poster or a picture or something. And that doesn't mean that learning isn't happening quite the opposite, right? If you're able to kind of start the school year off with blank walls, blank slates, and as the progresses mark the learning mark the growth then the classroom grows more organically and the kids are a part of that building um, and I would love to see more classrooms that, that are designed that way as opposed to when the kids walk in every ounce of the wall space and floor space and clearly ceiling space has already been occupied by something that they had nothing to do with building yeah, an adage that I always go back to whenever I create any marketing materials is it's not about saying something louder, it's about saying something different. And um, and I think that there's just so much noise nowadays and, um, and it's tempting. It's tempting to want to over-design and, um, and go about it that way. But the truth of the matter is, is that if you do think a few fewer things really well, it could just pack so much more of a punch than just doing a lot to overcompensate. I know that sounds kind of obvious, but um, it needs to be stated. <laughs> yeah, and, and I actually, I, I love the idea of thinking about how others perceive your room. And obviously, I think the students are the, are the focal point, but how do other adults feel? You know, is there a place for them to sit? If, if you really want other adults in your room, like, maybe move a coffee maker in there, put the Keurig there and then they'll come. Um, Mm -hmm. And same with parents. If parents feel like there's a place for them 
to be and and an opportunity then they will they will feel more open not not that parents have a ton of time to come visit our classrooms but if they feel invited and they feel welcome when they do come uh, it will give them a sense of security just just like our students right how amazing would it be for a parent to say I wish I went here when I was a child isn't that the ultimate compliment absolutely Donna, thank you so much for being a part of Two Teachers on a Train. You are an honorary teacher. Three thank you. Train. Yay. My certificate should be in the mail. In the mail with the t-shirt. No problem. First, you have to design the certificate. <laughs> um, our, yes, thank you all. And uh, we want to wish you all a Shabbat Shalom and a Purim Sameach. Um, and be in touch with us. You can find our show notes. Where can you find our show notes, Donna? On our blog, prismablog.org. All right. So you can find our show notes on prismablog.org, and we'll put all of the resources we spoke about today um, and maybe even some examples of work stuff from canva.com, which I'm so excited to check out. Me too. All right. Have a great day, everyone. Bye, Bye everyone.